medium ghetto intelligent her conversation so once you come hang with the gang relatable topics from coming up both to the nonsense they all come along with these dames from trust ones to trap and we cover it all and we're laughter so watch you come grab you a seat from also othello you know that we medium ghetto and nothing can even compete yeah yeah this is how you know that his iq has to be high as hell because how the fuck did you remember to be that articulate and that clearly spoken and like still be asked questions that you weren't prepared for, but also still get across everything you wanted to get across. Welcome to Taking It, where we talk about whatever's happening in the world. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about Cat Williams on the Shay Shay Club. Club Shay Shay. Sassy name, but we're going to chat about it. All right, before we talk about how we feel about Cat Williams and the allegations and how he said these other comedians allegedly said, did a couple things, and some of them can't read. What's up with Club Shay Shay? What's the name? What's up with Shannon? That's a sassy name. That's a really sassy name for a show for a dark skinned fella in a tight sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to get it off my chest. <laughs> I mean, don't forget one of the best living football players. There was and is. Sassy. He's branching out into new things. Possibly being sassy is one of them. But with that is, like, <laughs> how do you feel about Kat as a comedian, as a person? I've always been a fan of Kat. I don't think being a black child in America, you really have a choice when you grow up in the hood. Were you, like, a really big fan of him? Have you watched his comedies before? Yeah. Watched, um, I watched plenty of his stand-ups. Uh, sat on the steps like when I was like six, seven, eight. My mom be watching them because I wasn't allowed to watch them, but I sit on the steps and listen. <laughs> That's he used to have a uh, parental guidance, a but little bit, a little bit. I think so. I'm not really a big Cat Williams fan, I'm a Dave Chappelle fan, but and I like Kevin Hart kind of. I think Kevin Hart really does great in other things other than comedy, in my opinion. We're not going to go there. He does good in comedy too. I think he has the most family. Or into comedy, you yeah. can actually let your kids listen to. But more on on, on Cat, I think the first time I've seen him was in was it Friday After Next. I think so. And then I start, oh, that guy's kind of funny. And I think he was, I'm a boy, Damien. And that's all I remember. <laughs> but I feel like after watching that interview, I got a little bit more respect for him. He's very articulate. He knows how to tell a great story. And he really knows how to like represent himself in like a pinch situation. Mm-hmm. It was really good. He's a very smart guy. Yeah, for sure. I I can't even tell you where I remember Cat from. I feel like he's just always been there. Exactly. Like as far back as I can remember. Because they used to know. bring, they used to have everybody on the comedy tour, and Cat usually usually comes on like a comedy tour. Usually comes on next with a comedy tour. Um, he was just with the Bernie Max and the rest of the old school comedians back then. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think my view did change him over the years. He was just an old head to me. But now I can see as an adult, I'm starting to see the, the um, perspective of an adult and just like how he thinks what real comedy is. Yeah. Because like how comedy is now is, is so different. You got the really good, talented comedians and then now you got the social media influencers. Because social yeah. media allow so many people to be a comedian now, quote unquote. But not everyone's, a, there's different from stand-up, there's different from improv, there's different from skit. Yeah. And most of the social media people are all skit comedians. 
But Cat Williams is a stand-up, and so many I see so many skit comedians do the, uh, the worst thing possible, just jump on the stage. Yeah. And they don't practice. And it's literally, literally them trying to do a skit with a live audience. And the bigger the audience, the less engagement. True. So that's a lot more to control. And I, I think he still does a great job in his comedy tours, and stand-up is like a... Not, I'm not saying like it's like a dying talent, but I don't think so many people don't, don't do it as well as he does. And you think about it now, just how social media has affected so many industries. In the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s and whatever, all of history, you had to be good and you really had to perfect your craft because you had to convince someone who watches comedians every day to let you on stage with in front of an audience. Yeah. Or you had to audition for movies. Someone who is an expert in that industry had to allow you and give you the opportunity to show off your skills. So you really actually did have to be one of the best. Exactly. Now you get one try. Everyone, now everyone has these media kits, digital media kits you can send. Uh, right. There's so many other ways to make like a cheaper way to get into it. It makes it more, it takes away the gate in comedy, I think. Right. Now you don't really have to be perfect at anything because as long as you can convince a hundred thousand followers that you're funny because they, you're in whatever their for you page gives them. You know what I mean. You fit into that, so it's gonna keep giving them. I think yeah, more. Them. It's more so a person, a personal brand that's being sold on the stage yes. than actually comedy itself. Yes, yes. I'm, and that's frustrating for me because I'm a comedy. I'm a comedy fan, so I either watch comedy or action movies. Okay, those are my two things. I mainly watch comedy though. I would okay. rather watch comedy over any other thing. Okay, and it's really a not. I'm not saying offensive. It's the fact that. They're pitting these influencers on stage with the five, five hundred thousand, the one million. Yeah. And of course, they're going to make the business the money because the people are going to come to see them. They're going to get that money, but it's not comedy. They can't tell a whole story over an hour and then jump back, jump back to it at the end. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we got people like Cat Williams, how he totally, how he did that interview was amazing because it was just like he always had an answer for everything. He knew how to wind yourself around a story. It was great. Yeah. So, what else we got? What else did we see in that interview? Let's see. We did get a bit of a dive into his upbringing. Yeah. Apparently, what all I really got from it was his dad didn't agree with his choices. Heavy church family. Yes. And Jehovah's so, Witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses. So he went and went to Miami, which is was not the best place for Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. He went straight to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was like, go to hell, like, Miami, <laughs> Florida, whatever it was. That's fucked up. It's so true. Oh man. Definitely. Yeah, that was interesting. Because right, what? Wait, what do you know about Jehovah's Witnesses though? One of my best friends is Jehovah's Witness. I've I've been cool with a few of them over the years. Um, the religion is. I feel. For the most part, all the Jehovah's Witnesses I know follow the rules very strictly. I know mm-hmm. that they don't celebrate any holidays. It's a very tight-knit family religion. I kind of like seeing how they react with each other and how they engage with each other. It's such a unified church. I've rarely ever seen. Yeah. And they have a lot of discipline. Uh, one of my friends yeah. at work, she was raised as Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. But her siblings were not. Because you imagine like you went through your full life and then your new siblings... We're not. So what the, the her parents? They guess they got out of the church when she was like fifteen. So fifteen years of being raised with all these with no birthdays, no nothing, and then on the sixteenth you're like, oh, we get a birthday because we want to treat them different too. 
But here's the thing. She has so much more, I guess you can say more class. Yeah. She has so much more just a good person to be around. I can't describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, they're very disciplined. I can't even but it's, but it's so extreme to the point where you can see when Cat Williams had to leave. Because you can't be a comedian and talk about what he's talking about and being Joe Witness. Yeah, it's not going to happen. You can't. He never stopped, I don't want to say being religious, but he never let go of the points of being, like, he never let go of living right and living with purpose and living with intention. I think that's mainly because of what his upbringing, when you, when you raised, I guess not, mm-hmm. I don't like using the word right because everyone's raised different. Right. But when you're raised with discipline, yes. you don't have to unlearn a lot of stuff when you're an adult. Exactly. Yes. And that showed a lot. It explained why he has always moved the way that he's moved through the industry. Yeah. And why you don't see him all the time, but when you do see him, you see him. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I was really impressed with just the whole story about his background really gripped me in because I'm like, I, you wouldn't have thought any of these things. So yeah, I wouldn't have thought any of that. I was I was probably from the hood. Probably did a couple of comedies. But here's the thing: I didn't know Kevin. It's what made me look more into comedians. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much Kevin Hart had to give up to do what he did. I was so much more receptive. So when Cat Williams told his story, I was like, "Yo, they really go through a lot and give up a lot." And shoot, he started out young. Yeah. So many comedians are starting out when they're thirty three, thirty four, and then they yeah. finally hit it big. Like, how many followers does Cat, like, uh, Kevin Hart have on Instagram? I think over 100 million. Really? Let me look it up. Yeah, let's check real quick. Fact, fact check me real quick. That's TikTok. You addicted to TikTok. I am. We got, yo, TikTok is good. It's my, I feel old just getting into TikTok. But let me see. How many, uh, followers Kevin Hart has? It's insane. It's an insane amount. I can't imagine. 179 million. 179 million. You're treating, we're treating, these icons, these social media icons, like legends, with a hundred thousand, like that's insane. That's it's it's past their time. Oh, very few OG celebrities and even musicians, comedians, whoever have transitioned into. Also, I feel like Snoop Dogg is one of the rare. Man, he got African ballads. He got every different country ballads. He hang out with that thug Martha Stewart a lot. I'm very good. He got worried about her. Like Snoop Dogg is the man. Like he's a really smart businessman because he owns most of, his, not if all his masters, he owns most of his masters. And with that, he just creeps creating. He does, and whoever runs his his Instagram is like, because it'll be somebody will send me a video and it'll be from Snoop Dogg's page, and I'm like, he didn't share this. But then all the time, it's, it'll be like some random ass video that's viral because Snoop Dogg posted it. Yeah, it happens all the time, and I'm like, who? Whoever's running it, good job. Good job, Snoop Dogg. PR. Or was it? Social media manager. I love it. Yeah. So I remember one scene, an interview, he was he asked Cat Williams, did he get booed? Cat Williams actually paused a little bit and he said, he, he was like, and he pretty much alluded, what was it? What phrase did he use? He said yes at the 30 second pause, it felt like. Yeah. I, he really hesitated answering that. I don't know. And he didn't answer. He kind of shied away from it. Damn. He just said that he asked Shannon if he ever fumbled the ball. Yeah, so it's, pass. and he was trying to say yes, he did, but it's normal to fail. Yeah, I guess he was trying to lose it too, and it's not a big deal because if someone said, "Oh yeah, did you ever get booed off a of stage?" And here's the thing, like, yeah, I think everyone probably in their life got booed off a of stage, but we got something called social proof now. 
where if you got, I'm going to keep going on this, uh, if you got a lot of followers or you got a lot of people saying you're funny, people believe you're funny. Yeah. But back in the day, if that audience didn't think you were funny like he was saying, mm-hmm. you're not funny. Right. Yes, a very good point also. He said that the only opinion that matters is the audience. That's the truth. If you got a bunch of rednecks, you got to make jokes for a bunch of rednecks. You do. He, he said that he has always taken the time to do like the first 15 minutes of his uh, shows are always about the city. Mm-hmm. And he, wherever he's doing a show, he always takes time to really spend time in that city. Yeah. And he was like, when I get up there to the show, I know what I'm talking about because I've experienced it. And I'm talking with the, the, with the locals and whatever. The cool kids. The cool kids. Yeah. But I digress. I digress. But honorable, noteworthy mentions of this whole thing. Now, this is my favorite part. What was the package you get? You get like, you get, if you do what? You get like, a, like ugly light-skinned wives or what was the package? What was the deal? You get a light-skinned wife with a weird face and $200 million. I won't lie. I'll probably take the light-skinned wife with a weird face for $200 million. Shannon said he'll take it too. Damn, Shannon. We both on the same accord. Y'all. I know my wife looks a little weird looking, but. Y'all said. I guess they, I don't know. They'd probably be happy with them weird face light-skinned wives that don't do interviews in 20 years. Yeah, I think they're aliens. What if they were like aliens or something and they couldn't tell too much about their upbringing because they really never had one and they're all implants on Earth? You know what I truly, genuinely, conspiracy theory, but honestly, think is that those are people that get sold and trafficked. That's why they're like they're readily available to be sold to whoever gets the signs up with the Illuminati. That's what mm. I think. They're just not the pretty ones out of all of their crops, so they're the ones that they hand out for free. That makes sense. I like that. I was like, what the eighteen hundred used to do it. We had a pretty daughter. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty smart daughter. You used to be like, all right, I gotta take her to get home. But when you, your other daughter was ugly as a mule, you had to be like, hey, any, anybody? The color purple. Pretty much. Damn. Mm-hmm. But like Ludacris, wait, Ludacris' wife ain't even ugly. She got a weird face. She got a less weirder face. First of all, I think everybody got a weird face. In my opinion, we all got a weirdness, a funny-looking face to me. No, and and that meme that they've been sharing all week, some of them bitches' faces is oh my gosh, inexplicable. Some... Yo, you kissed that. That shit really crazy. I don't know if you kissed in front or back, sir. I'm saying they probably tell you ahead of time, like it's probably in the contract that she got a weird face slash ugly because <laughs> he used both of those words, <laughs> and they be knowing ahead of time. <laughs> The only it was only like a couple people on that list that who one of them it wasn't even his wife, and then what's the what's his name? Mike Epps. His wife is gorgeous. I don't know why he was on the list. Yeah, I was like, they just put him on the list because he was named. I guess so, but his wife didn't belong on there. And what was it? You said something about Ludacris? Yeah, yeah. So he watched the interview and then immediately went to the studio and wrote sixteen bars and recorded it and posted it on. His socials, because I watched it. Yo, all right, so my thing is this, right? If this guy, and Kevin Hart was hurt a little bit, too. And Kevin Hart pretty much like, yo, you got a lot of hate in your heart. He said the most nicest way, Kevin Hart. Of course, he has to stick to his brand. Good job, Kevin. You know, he said Kevin was an industry plant and all this stuff because who comes out with their first movie and it's funded and they get to be the main character of the movie. And I I thought about that a little bit. And I might be like a little bit. I can't tell if we're like in the demographic for Kevin Hart or if we're a little bit younger than the demographic for Kevin Hart. Nah, we we are in the dem- we're in the middle. 
No, we actually, we got hit. Like, Kevin Hart started to actually be big when we were in high school. You remember? No. In 2007, 2010-ish, 2011-ish, all that time, like, he started popping. So, maybe I was late to the crowd. Because I I do remember watching Soul Plane when it first came out. I don't remember Paper Soldiers. Here's the thing. Like, all right, that's my thing with Kevin Hart. He's more, he's a businessman. Yes. So he has the most products and offers out of all the comedians out of on this out period. He has shows, he has audio books, he has books, he has a whole production company. They don't have that. They're just the, the they're just a personal brand. Well that's but yeah, think about that's it. his talent. Like that's his other talent. Like he got in being a comedian, but that's not like he's multi talented. Exactly. Then he also like he came in older, a little older than some of these comedians. He came in, what, 30s? He came in his 30s. He's only been a comedian for 50 years. I read his, like, little book about it. Oh. He came in his 30s, and no one, that's rare, ain't it? Like, you see, that's not rare. Like, a lot of people know, a lot of undiscovered comedians come in their 30s to 40s, and they don't start popping into their 40s. Yeah. He just popped a little younger. And what he's, what his thing was this. He was in Philly. He was going to the Philly clubs, didn't get much love. And someone was like, bro, stop complaining and go to New York. And that's how he started getting big because he stopped complaining and going to New York. I never. I'm a Kevin Hart audiobook fan and a Kevin Hart book fan. I never, I've never, I've always been a Kevin Hart fan. I've never questioned whether he was an industry plant or not. I've could never be. questioned about how big he got because I, I blindly support Kevin Hart because he was from Philly. Or he can really make a good PowerPoint to sell his point. Either way. But with the ludicrous thing, you shouldn't be firing back at my man. If it never, it wasn't that poor, I wouldn't have said nothing. If he's really trying but to he gotta get defend out. his wife. He said his wife was ugly. And the whole internet geeking at it. You gotta say something. I guess. He still do her. She must not be that ugly. Cat Williams still single. He explained why he's single, but still. What was his reason? He don't need a wife. No. That's not like a hating ass single person say thing to say. I'm cracking up. <laughs> he, no, you know what? He really like. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't lie. I I, he said he so little, many interesting things. I used to think he was a little feminine. Okay. Nah. But then I also was like, he may be a pimp. I'm cracking up. It was the perms. That's why you it's thought the that. perms. There but only is. a man who truly walks in his own masculinity can rock a perm. And you know, slap the shit out you at the same time. Like I don't never want to get smacked with a nigga with a perm. But with that, alright, so what was your favorite part of the interview? Closing thoughts. I really liked his how he explained his version of being a, a feminist. He's a feminist? In his own way. Like he talked about I don't know, he just Oh yeah with the Taraji hint. No. The fact that he just if he has a team, there's only a certain amount of things that a man can do that a woman can do. And generally, a woman can do it better. So he'd rather have them do it. If he gotta have a team that he gotta talk to in the morning, he don't wanna smell a bunch of niggas' breaths. He'd rather smell women's breath. He hasn't rolled a blunt in 20 years. And to roll a blunt, you need saliva. And he don't wanna smoke a nigga's saliva every day. So a woman has been rolling his blunts for years. I guess if so he hasn't been married, but he always has women around him. He got any kids? He has ten kids. He has five girls and five boys. Seven, of, seven of them are adopted. 
Okay, so he got three. That's all nice. He, he, so he's a family man. He helps with adoption, which is really good. That's a big crisis. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he was like, he was talking about he was a child, homeless at some point, and what if he had to be responsible for his younger siblings at that time? He mm. was out and fucked up, so he saved kids who was out and fucked up. I like that. Yeah. There was a lot to be commended. Some people, they they really live and walk in their truth. I had the same conversation with somebody trying to who who was trying to understand Keith Lee. And I'm like thinking about it too hard. Like some people when they talk, they just you believe in them because they live in it. You know what I mean? They might disappoint you one day, but still. They backing it up. I don't want to be seen as a positive influence at all because as soon as I do one thing, like forget to pay for a can of soup or some shit, y'all be like, yo, this guy is the worst person ever. He's cheating the business on his money. And that's how they be like. They be ready to rip your head off. You cut celery wrong. It's no wrong way to cut celery, but Right. What's what's whatever your brand is, as long you know what I mean, you live in what your brand is. You set and let everybody know who you are up front. Nobody's gonna be upset that As you saying Cat Williams does this, he's what his brand is. Right. You might not have been able to understand it fully, or only the people who are paying attention and lit really listening to him understood it this whole time. But now, it, apparently, everybody's interested in not even him just bashing a lot of people. Also, just getting to hear women speak about who himself or who, who you know who he is, because it's getting about a hundred thousand views an hour. God damn. Yeah. Shannon Sharp at the right person today interviewed the right person today right. you told my, him that too <laughs> here's my thing is he walks in he says Shannon I got some things to tell you and he just first 30 minutes it's just on everybody's ass Everybody. I, was, Damn. I, I looked in. at the time I was like alright this interview should be over right now I looked 35 minutes after all that you still got 2 hours and 15 minutes left. exactly I was like yo yeah. it didn't even get it didn't get boring for one second so he's a really great, he's a really good interviewee. This is how you know that his IQ has to be high as hell. Because how the fuck did you remember to be that articulate and that clearly spoken and like still be asked questions that you weren't prepared for, but also still get across everything you wanted to get across? Yeah, I also think he, he did comedy specials. True, you do have to be able to think about, yeah, that's true, that's true. Comedy specials are really a, like, yo... Yeah. There's no break on the comedy special. Yeah, that's true. You have to remember everything that you're going to say for a whole hour. Yeah. This was three hours. Yeah, so I say he's... Yeah. It paid off. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good point. So, those are my thoughts. I thought it was a great interview. Very informative. And check it out. Yeah, so let us know how you like it. Definitely rewatch the whole interview and like, share, subscribe, and let us know what you like and let us know where we can improve and check us out on Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. Thank you for watching. Yes. Thanks for watching. Taking it. Medium ghetto when we think you watching for listening, viewing, and tuning on in. Joining the left of the facts and for summers to cap, we can't wait till we do it again. You know we love you and we gonna see you next time again. Thank you for joining the gang. If they ask about us, don't fret, just tell them we medium ghetto, what's all in the name? Yeah. yeah.